Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician and so are you. Welcome to the Entree Musician Podcast. This is the space where we concentrate on the mindset, the discipline, and the focus of the Entree Musician. And today's episode, absolutely no exception. Because today we are going to discuss the science of planning. That's the science of planning. Because here at the Entree Musician, we place a major emphasis on preparation. I mean, whether you realize it or not, preparation is perpetual. I mean, you're either preparing or you're preparing to prepare. Can you say that three times fast? I mean, staying prepared for the next opportunity is the wisest decision that any one of us can make because opportunities abound. And we know as musicians that opportunities can just come up just like that. Now, several weeks ago, we shared very important reasons. As a matter of fact, we shared three important reasons as to why planning is vital. And we unpacked the significance of each element in that process. So go back and watch or listen to that podcast. And in the very near future, I will share some practical tools, resources, and methods that I use, which have tweaked my planning and helped me increase my productivity. So look for that podcast coming up in the future. But today we're going to take a deep dive into both how to plan well, and we're going to utilize the Entree Musician Mindset which expands on the whys of planning. So putting those two things together, the hows and whys, we come up with the science of planning. And I must admit, before I begin utilizing these planning methods, I thought this entire subject was just much ado about nothing. I mean, to me, it really didn't matter. Don't take it so serious. Jerry, just do your thing. And I remember when I was convinced that I should at least plan for something. And this was many years ago. But all I did was I bought myself a desk calendar and I marked in what the major events were, you know, the gigs or the rehearsals. And that was it. I just went at it, you know, and that was what I thought was proper planning. And it's okay if you want to laugh. That's fine. But I'm sure that one or two of you, at least out there, might have done the same thing at some point in your career or may be doing it now. And uh, even worse, I know that there are many, many musicians who never even plan at all, just run by the seat of their pants. I know a lot of them. That's for sure. But the elements that we're going to walk through today will certainly help to drive home some very important points. In fact, I'm going to make this guarantee once and for all. These methods are surefire steps of a well thought out yet balanced, workable plan. And your life, your family, your career will be totally transformed because of your ability to really work your plan, because it's not just enough to have a plan if you can't work it. Can you dig it? So I guarantee that these steps, these methods will work for you. So here are the five steps in the science of planning. And number one is most important, and that is to know what you want. You hear that? Know what you want. See, most plans are doomed before they even get off the ground, simply because the person or the band, the organization, they simply don't know exactly what they want. That's just the way it is. And I mean, exactly. I mean, 
clearly, emphatically, and specifically, what the heck do you want? Think about it. I asked uh, 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 that question of a client of mine uh, some time ago, a young artist who was just starting out. And I think it's a question that bears repeating. And the question was this. I mean, is your goal just to release a song or is your goal to release a song that will earn you 10,000 streams in its first week? Because you executed a very well thought out marketing plan and promotional strategy. And what is your strategy specifically? Have you asked enough questions, especially of your existing fans whom you're counting on to spread the word about your song? You know, you've got fans, you've got a fan base, you have an email list. Have you queried them? You know, is this song in line with, you know, uh, what your fans know about you? Are you going in a different direction? And of course, you know, you've already thought through and you've recorded, you know, separate mixes, maybe even four separate remixes, two of which feature some well-known singers whose name recognition will place your track on the larger platforms. I mean, that is a possibility, right? Or maybe you've uh, put together a lo-fi mix to give away to the first 500 people who join your uh, email list, for example. You know, have you thought about the possibilities that exist? Say you want to do a 10-city tour around your region or your state, you know, and, you know, there's a literally a litany of questions that you must ask and, and plan toward. I'll say that again, a litany, <laughs> many questions. For example, have you, have you checked out the venues that you want to play? You know, have you gone to the venues yourself or with your manager? Do you know anyone who's played those venues that you can kind of get some idea as to what type of crowds they draw? Have you dialogued with the venue owners or will you be working with a music promoter? You know, speaking of which, you know, will you be promoting that new single that we just discussed at this gig. So that's going to help with the set list, where you place that song, how you promote the song and the gig at the same time. Uh, at these venues, will you be the opening act or will you be headlining or is this just a showcase or festival? Those things make a difference in the way you plan your performance. How big of a band are you taking? I mean, you know, do you need a lot of musicians to make this happen? If so, What's the compensation for the musicians and the singers? What are your expenses? What are you looking to receive to break even or to bring about a profit? And that's just scratching the surface. Again, a litany of questions. And that's what I mean by knowing what you want. And getting crystal clear on what you want absolutely takes work. So ask the questions, gather the research, and leave as little to chance as you can. So that's the first thing, knowing what you want. The second thing is a second cousin to it because it's like know where you are right now. And knowing what you want is not enough if you don't know where you are right now. Now, let's take these same scenarios and with respect to releasing this hypothetical song. Now, obviously, you won't be able to release anything, and you know this, unless you have the studio space or you have the equipment or software to record, mix, and master your project. 
So you have to plan for that. And you have to say, well, this is what I have and this is what I need, right? Believe me, I, I promise you, in giving this example, I'm not being condescending to you in any way. I'm not being petty or stupid. I'm not doing any of those things. But you must realize what resources you need. You must sit down to count the costs, right? So not only do you need access to a studio, but you also need the ability to deliver a finished song in the best format recommended by the aggregator or streaming service you will be using, right? You need internet access. That seems pretty obvious, Jerry. Well, some people in their planning, you know, do, is your internet fast enough? Do you, you have the speed? Are you paying the right subscription? You need steady money for these things. And there are a host of unknown fees that may come about as a result of you at least uploading your song properly. You need a basic knowledge of the agreements of these said services before you click or sign your name. You need to be able to do that. Now, how will you provide for these essentials? Do you have a day job? Do you have a sponsor? You know, uh, have you signed some sort of deal with a company where they're going to front you the money or, or what's going on? And let's talk about that 10 city tour again, the one to promote your song. Uh, but you have not yet assembled the band or singers or you don't know who's available or how many people it will take to complete your act. And this is not just the musicians on stage, but people surrounding, selling your merch and all of that. Now, if you have none of these things in place or you can provide none of these things, i.e., if you don't know where you're at, then your first priority is to gather all of these necessary resources first. Additionally, and especially as far as live performances are concerned, you know, where you really live, where you reside, you know, your physical location is important. And now, of course, you can do a show online. I mean, many people are doing that now. Many artists and musicians are utilizing uh, the various platforms to go live and you can do a killer show online. But if you are in Ohio, like I am, and you're planning a tour in Las Vegas, it rarely makes sense to fly out there or drive out there. You know, until you have first saturated your home turf, your home base before you head out west. Right now, however, let me let me say this about that example, which is primarily intended for the entree musician who is just starting out his or her career. Now, that example is this. Several of you either watching or listening may already have fan bases in various areas. So hitting each one of those in a coordinated span of time to promote your single does make sense. And that would need to, you know, that would be ideal, but you would need to absolutely plan for it. So here comes the third thing that you need to uh, prepare for and plan for, and that's scheduling time to plan. See, the art, the science of planning is all about timing. And often the last thing we do is take time and schedule time to actually plan. Now, depending on the size or severity of the project, you would need to schedule enough time to plan every step of your, well, of your plan, <laughs> right? This could be hours. It's going to take me nine hours 
to plan out what I need to do. It could take several days. It may even take weeks, depending again on the size or severity of your plan. Now, at first, the enormity of the planning process can be daunting, right? But once you've established a rhythm, which we will talk about in just a few minutes here, once you've established a rhythm, this process gets much smoother. So you have to find the right time of day. Some people are morning persons. Some people are evening persons. You have to find the right place. Some people go to a coffee shop or maybe it's your own home office or bedroom. And you find a place for you and your team, if you have one, to be able to resource and, and, and to be able to relax together with everything that you need to begin working out your plan, talking through what needs to be done asking the right questions. And again, very important, the time this process takes does depend on the size and severity of your plan. I can't, I can't stress that enough. The size of your project matters. So prepare accordingly. Now say it would take four days to work through all of the questions alone. And that is if, if you have a big goal in mind, well, you can schedule hourly interviews like three hours at a time. You take significant breaks and utilize the tools that build upon your momentum. And again, more on these tools are coming up in a later episode. So stay tuned for that. You also have to pick your battles. Pick your battles properly. Listen to what I'm saying. Schedule your plan and pick your battles. Now, in this context, you have to surmise how many steps or phases you will need to overcome in your process before your plan is complete. You understand what I mean? I mean, you can best believe that hidden in each step or in each phase you take is an obstacle or a detour or a liability that you need to either endure or overcome to move your project forward. So this is why you pick your battles. For example, let me just add that you might wish to take uh, a 10 step plan in order to accomplish your goal. And then the interest of time, you divide that 10 steps into a five step process. Now, if you do that, that means larger monsters you're going to have to fight, or perhaps you might want to take smaller bites, which will increase your timeline. So you take that 10 steps and divide it into 20 steps. So that will increase your timeline, but it will minimize the size of the obstacle. So pick your battles carefully. Next, you have to choose your weapons. Now, as long as you're picking battles, you need to choose the proper weapons. Now, as I said, coming up in a future episode, I want you to look for it. I will take the proper time to share the exact tools and resources that I use for maximum productivity. And I'm going to share all of them with you. But right now, suffice to say that an excellent planner, any planner will do, or project management system, whether it's paper-based or digital, just suffice to say that these are the ideal tools and the ideal weapons that you have to execute your excellent plan. With these in place, you need to move forward, all right? You've asked the questions, you've researched the venues, you've, you've uh, sat down and calculated how much everything will cost. And so you have your plan together. You have now the confidence to move forward with far more footing than just trial and error. Absolutely execute. 
And finally, establish your rhythm. And establishing your rhythm is just like rinse and repeat. Okay? Systemize your planning process. And it does come like automatically. It really does. Once you've organized the way you've planned and you apply it to every single situation, every single project, you develop a rhythm and you, co- and you cultivate a, a habit of, of, of working on every project in such a way that is really natural for you, really organic. I mean, you still have to work the plan, but you don't have to think so ruggedly about it. You know what I mean? It just begins to flow. It gets into your subconscious. And before you know it, you are automatically applying this process to every project, large or small. I mean, I I liken it to writing a song or perhaps your recording process, which for me is like one and the same. You know, uh, I actually am always writing with my DAW open, so I'm recording the parts, I'm putting it down, melodies are coming, you know, and I have this template that I'm always kind of just working through. And I find myself, you know, defaulting to this process of planning, which I feel, I feel it will work for you too, guaranteed. So tell me what you think, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure you have a method that you use in your own science of planning. I'd love for you to share it with the community here. You know, if you take issue with some of the things that I've brought to the table, then absolutely discuss it here. Make a comment, you know, email us. Uh, Definitely come on board because that's what we're all about. We're about growing together, making sure that we are sharpening each other, encouraging each other, and even challenging each other when we can and should because that's how we make it happen here at The Entree Musician. So if you haven't already done so, check us out at TheEntreeMusician.com. Don't hesitate. Do it as soon as you possibly can. Not if you're driving right now, of course, but plan on checking us out at TheEntreeMusician.com. Click on the backstage pass. That gives you a lot of great opportunities to support the work here, to join us in the process, and we'd love to have you. Now, my name is Jerry B. I am The Entree Musician, but here's the thing. So are you. We will see you next time. God bless.